Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where I've made it my mission to help beauty professionals, creative and independent entrepreneurs like you find the tools, inspiration, and motivation to unlock the abundant life you know you are meant to be living. Each week, you can expect epic guests and solo episodes sharing every tool, trick, and skill set I've learned on my own 20-year journey to grow and scale your life and business. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, former salon owner turned beauty business mentor and crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur, here to share incredible stories and insight about how others got started and the unconventional path they took to get there. My goal is to inspire you to reach your business and life goals with confidence to achieve your dream life through creating non-negotiables and boundaries without sacrificing your personal well-being and relationships. I know firsthand how real burnout can be. So if you're ready to stop the overwhelm and get clear and focused, you're in the right place, babe. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Beauty and Fairs Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio. And today we have a special guest, Rihanna from Love You More Salon. Is that, am I saying that right? Or do you go by the initials? We go by the initials, but everybody wants to know what the initials are. Right. So, yeah, okay. you said it perfect. Yeah, all right, yay. I have a, a <laughs> friend of mine, she started a company in the Bay and she has a jewelry line called Love You More. So I'll have to connect you guys too. But Brianna yes. has a um, sweet salon in Little Italy in San Diego, which is down the street from my neighborhood. She's been featured in our local San Diego Voyager magazine, and she truly is like a champion of women. And that's why I've been drawn to her because of her positive vibes on social media and just supporting the Beauty Inspires Beauty movement from the beginning. She was one of the first clients to buy stuff from the shop. So thank you for that, Brianna. <laughs> oh, of course. Thank you. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. I, I always love to, I get so excited when I do these podcasts talking to women and I, and I forget to do my like get to know you because I feel like everyone already knows you, but I want to let everybody know kind of who you are. And if you could just start by telling us how you got into the industry and we'll kind of backtrack from there. Um, goodness. So I originally was going to go to college to become a forensic psychologist. I wanted to work for the FBI. That's, That's awesome. what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I kind of woke up one day and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I looked into beauty school. I always loved doing hair. I always liked the whole beauty world growing up. So I told my parents I wasn't going to go to state and signed up to go to beauty school instead. So that was supportive of that. Or where, where were they at? Cause I know how my mom reacted when I told her that, <laughs> um, if they hear this, they might not like their answer, but no, they, they were not very happy. <laughs> um, so love you more came from my grandmother. My grandmother supported it from the start and she's like, okay, so you're going to be able to do everybody's hair. That's great. What do we do? <laughs> you know, my typical Mexican grandmother, like, it's fine. Everything's great. We're going to do it. Yeah. That's so great. you had one person champion for you. And I, I imagine much like my mom, once you got into your career and you started taking off and things were good, you were happy, you were successful starting out that they kind of changed their tune and realized that, you know, you chose the path that was right for you. Yeah. I, I think they wanted to know what was going to be more where was I just going to work behind the chair for the next 40, 50 years, or what was my big over and what they didn't give me a chance to say was I always had a plan to open my own salon someday. That was always going to be part of that plan. And I think the initial shock had to kind of settle first and then be like, okay, she might, she may be able to do this. Totally. So let's give her a shot. So yeah. how long ago was that? How long ago did you go to beauty school? So how long have you been here for? 
gosh, I've been doing hair for over 10 years now. So it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I took a break in between, but yeah, I did. I did. See, these um, are the things I like to find out because I feel like a lot of people, when they see somebody where you're at, think that like they just clicked, you had a great like mentor or startup when you maybe a 16 or whatever it was that you did. And then things were just easy. And now you have your own salon. Like people, this is the backstory that I always like to share. So explain like, did, what salon did you go to right when you graduated? So I was an assistant in Hillcrest. Okay. Um, and so I was an assistant for a few months. And then I ended up going to a small salon in Lakeside where, cause I grew up in Al Cajon. So it was right by my house. But while I was working behind the chair, I was also working at a bank. Mm. So I was doing both part-time. Um, and then I was loving it. I loved being behind the chair. Um, the owner of the salon was great. She was kind of like our mentor for all of us starting out and kind of teaching us tips and tricks along the way. And then my grandmother got sick. And that's kind of when everything just stopped. Um, so we didn't have that much time with her. So I decided to kind of give up doing hair for a while to focus on family. And I needed the bank job because that was consistent income, right? Whenever all of us are starting out. So I then started climbing up the corporate ladder in a bank and treated hair as a hobby, kind of lost my passion for a while, to be honest, and then climbed up the ladder and then got burnt out. I didn't want to be in the corporate world. I didn't want to work. You know, it's not the typical nine to five bank job hours anymore. It was long nights and never getting a day off and just mentally and physically being exhausted. And I heard about the soul of salon suites and I took a tour and I said, okay, I think I'm going to do it. And thankfully, like it's worked and it's paid off, but it was definitely not a fun, smooth everything's gonna just click and be okay it's yeah. yeah it was more real for me and I think that like you know bless people that can do corporate jobs because obviously we need people to be doing those jobs but for people who are truly like creative and want to like see an end result come out from whatever they're they're doing um I think they have a really hard time being happy in jobs like that even if they pay well even if you know you do have some leeway with your schedule like at the end of the day if you're meant to create and you're meant to like have that kind of transformation, then it, you always feel like a piece of you is not right or you're not totally happy. And then speaking of burnout, like I would imagine in a job like a bank job, you didn't get to decide when you took vacation or how long you could go for, or if you wanted to call in sick and change your, you know, like the yeah. flexibility with this industry is really amazing. And it's so much different when you work for yourself, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I always wanted to be my, my boss. I wanted to you know, tell myself, okay, you, you deserve to have a day off tomorrow. Go for it. Like hang out, take it easy. You know, you need a mental break. You're starting to get, you're starting to get a little wound up, <laughs> you know, reschedule your clients and yeah. it's going to be better for them in the end. Right. And so let's touch on that because I really feel like that's something that I, I, I struggled with in the beginning of my career too. Cause I've been um, just over 20 years now and there wasn't I mean, heaven forbid you rescheduled clients, right? Because it was like, well, yeah. you know, but now I feel like in the, in the time that we're at, people are more understanding, especially of like mental health and being able to like, they don't, I don't want to get my hair done by someone who's feeling burnt out and frustrated or not feeling well or whatever the case may be. I would rather be rescheduled when you are your best to be able to do my hair and you want to be there. Right. 
So how do you yes. schedule like fun and time to prevent getting burnt out? Do you have like scheduled vacations? Do you work around vacations or how do you kind of make sure that you're taken care of? So the last couple of years have definitely been a shift in learning that, you know, like you said, in the beginning, when I opened my studio, I had two clients and I'm opening this business and my mom was like, okay, well, why don't you pump the brakes, build your clientele, go back working for someone else. And I said, no, this is what I'm going to do. And we're either going to make it or we could say we tried and I have something to fall back on and I'll go back to banking. Um, so in the beginning, you, you do all the things to get those clients in the door, whether those clients are good energy for you and you mesh well with them or not, it's what you sacrifice because you need to build at that point. Right. Um, I think a lot, um, a lot of realization happened, especially in 2020, as much as we hate to talk about it. And it was kind of a teaching moment being like, okay, in the beginning I was naive, two weeks, cool. I needed a restart. I needed a refresh, a timeout. And then that long timeout being like, it's going to be okay. Telling your clients that you need a timeout or you need a vacation. They in return sometimes it kind of work for you as well. And at the end of the day, you need to express that you're just going to give your best if you're hundred percent. And so I agree, you know, I, uh, I felt, I used to feel so guilty for taking a day or taking a vacation. And now I'm like, you know what? I work hard. I deserve it. You guys deserve a little break for me as well. And we'll see you next week after a few days of recharge. Absolutely. Okay. So let's dive into this, the solo suite ownership and what that kind of looked like, because I've never worked in a suite like that before. So I have a lot of friends who have them. What were some challenges that came up when starting your basically own business from like, you know, ground up, you rented a space, you incorporated, I saw that on your thing. What, what did that look like? What were some of the challenges that you faced? Um, so a lot of them, I'm in my studio right now, but I have a studio in the back. So I was not visible for anybody. Mm. And so that was kind of a struggle being like, okay, walk-ins are kind of hit or miss. I'm in the back of the building. How am I going to get it? And I would just put out the positive, positive vibes out there. mean like, okay, clients are going to come. And so we, we started off slow and did as much on like bank for on a budget, like baller on a budget type to get the studio up and running. And then it was just kind of figuring out the ends of ways. I've never had my own business. I've been in finance. So I kind of understood accounting and everything like that, but being your own boss and having, okay, not that steady every two week paycheck hit your account, you get creative and it's like, okay, the sacrifice is going to be worth it. The top ramen this week is going to be worth it. Oh, I love it. Oh my God. (laughs) I look at people when they start, you know, later in life in their career, and maybe don't have the kind of support I had when I was 19, living at home, being able to, you know, work 10, 12 hours as an assistant, which I did for a year and a half at Robert Crummings. That was like the grind, but yeah, those sacrifices, like working that many hours, saying yes to everything and just kind of being available. I feel like, you know, I listened to some theories or podcasts or other information that's out there around, around building a business um, or around building clientele in this business. And I think, you know, Times are so different from 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, when you started, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't social media, it's maybe just, but it's not how we went out and got clients. So Mm -hmm. some of the things that worked for you in getting new clients. Um, so I did try Groupon. Um, and 
I did it to where, you know, I would do a blowout for a super great deal, but I would raise my price dramatically for a cut and color. Not so they could buy the Groupon, but so they could see me. I knew they weren't going to do it, but nine out of 10, they would call me and be like, okay, I saw your Groupon. I'm interested in this. And then I would bring them in and try to sell other options and make sure that it was just a visible marketing. I did, I did try a social media marketer marketing. Um, I didn't see any benefit from it. I can go on Instagram and I can click pages, but it wasn't attracting clientele. Um, so I started donating baskets for fundraisers and anything I could to just get LYM's name out there. And, um, and then I worked at a blow dry bar. So strictly blow dries few girls that I know really built their clientele up, especially out in Del Mar. There was a few of my girlfriends that work out there when they wanted to move locations, they didn't have clientele up there. So they started working at a blow dry bar, which I think is yeah. so smart. I, I love blowouts. I mean, who doesn't love getting their hair washed and styled? And so it was great because that's all we did. So on the slide, people would ask for color or other services. And that's when you just kind of slipped in your card and I'm like, Hey, I'm right down the street, call me, we'll get you in. So I, I loved it. And then they eventually ended up closing. And so most of my clientele from there is still my clients today. I love that. I love that. So you did something kind of out of the box to, to acquire clients because, you know, I feel like that's one of the things that's hard to be seen because it's a very saturated market. So unless you are out passing out cards or getting in front of other people, like client awareness brings in the acquisition of new clients. So putting yourself at the blow dry bar, donating stuff with the baskets. I love that. We used to do that back in the day to promote the first salon I worked at. Um, and I, I see that kind of old school, like real marketing is what still really works in a service-based business like this. Um, and I yeah. think it gets kind of like looked over and that social media is like the only way to go. And I really do believe like referral-based business and also, you know, getting out to, to expand that is, is really still what works well in this industry as well, because then people come in already knowing you somewhat and they already like you. There's a bit of trust in there. And then therefore they're probably going to stay with you a lot longer than someone who maybe randomly found you through social media. True. And I started cross promoting in Sola with estheticians and, you know, the estheticians and I would trade and then their clients would come in being like, you know what? I'm looking for a hairdresser. And they're like, oh my gosh, I just got a service done by Brianna down the hall. You should try her out. And I've built my clientele and it's kind of the old school. I know a girl, you should go see her. Yep. Like check her out. And yes, Instagram isn't going to go anywhere. It's just going to continue to grow. So we do need that Instagram and social media presence. I a hundred percent am not great at social media. I like to be behind the scenes and away from it, but I know it's necessary for a business and, the first thing they do is, are you on Instagram? Can I see your photos? Sure. Go ahead. Here it is. Yeah. It's definitely like a platform that like now, instead of Yelp, I think people go to your Instagram before they even go to a Yelp review to see. Oh yes. Yeah. hundred percent. I have a lot of new, you know, coaching clients that ask, do I need a website? Is that something I have to have? And I'm like, I definitely don't think the website is like a thousand percent what you have to have. As long as someone has a book now link on their um, Instagram or a way for them to at least contact you to book through the salon or through you privately and some pictures of your work where they can kind of dig in there and get to know you through whatever it is that you're posting. I think sometimes people think it needs to just be this whole plethora of like beautiful hair, but clients want to know you too. They want to know if they want to spend two or three hours with you every six weeks. You know what I mean? So yeah, try to encourage 
you know, my clients that put yourself on your page as well. You do a really good job of showcasing like you, your fun life, like things that you like to yeah. do and your hair. So I think you're doing an amazing job, by the way. P.S. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so what were some of the things that like, did you uh, get, I know you're doing extensions right now. Is that kind of your specialty or what's your favorite thing to do in the salon? I love extensions. I just think it's so fun. Um, it totally, it's so funny because it totally changes your whole demeanor, right? Your whole attitude. I mean, you walk in just needing a refresh and you walk out like you're Beyonce. Yeah. And I mean, you're throwing your hair back and half the time we're playing some music in there and you're just like, oh, wow, look at me. And I mean, you could see the hair flip and the hair twirl and you just know their confidence just went above and beyond. Totally. I love yeah. How did you get into extensions? Was it something that you'd already always played with? Or did you at one point realize it was a need in the industry and that so many people were, it was a great money maker and you were like, I need to get into this. Where did you get certified? Or like, when did that click for you? So it clicked for me actually in beauty school. I think tapins, yeah, tapins were starting to become the next best thing. I think when I was in beauty school. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wore tapins for years. But because my hair is so fine in certain areas, there's, you know, you can see them, the glue, it's, it's not for everybody. Right. So I always wanted to be like, okay, what else could I bring that's going to benefit my client that wants extensions? So I, I am certified in eye tips, flat tips, um, hand tied, and now invisible bead extensions. And I just love the invisible bead method. You don't see the beads. You could do a hair flip. I can put my hair in a high, high bun and I don't see, if I cannot see my extensions, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. And I mean, Red. that's what you pay the money for, right? You don't want to see them. They want to be invisible. You know, people stop you on the street and they're like, I love your hair. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I just bought it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, I think if you have fine hair and the wind blows and you're like Donald Trump, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you're asking like, people around you. I asked my sisters, I asked my boyfriend, I'm like, okay, is my, is my weave showing what's going on? They're like, you're crazy. You're good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always like to try the methods on myself before implementing them on my clients. So I know I feel touch and understand them. Yeah. So it's better to articulate it to them. Totally. So now that you've been in this space for a couple of years, what would you say, we, we can speak generally not to point out anything. What would you say are some common mistakes that people face when they are opening their own business like this? Gosh, um, a lot of mistakes are, I think sometimes people go in with an over expectation. Mm. Like it's just going to click whether you have clientele or not. Um, it's going to click, it's going to happen and it's going to happen yesterday. And to the point where I'm kind of like that, if I want something done, I want it done last week and not tomorrow. Yeah. And so there was many times where you kind of get defeated and broken and you're like, okay, is this really going to work? And then that's when you kind of have to change that mindset being like, it's not going to work. Cause you continue to talk that way. You're going it, to, it's going to take a bit. I walked away from doing hair for years and then just decided to wake up one day and be like, I'm going to open a salon today. It, thankfully it's worked. Um, but yes, there's a lot of struggle. And I think what you portray to people. It's like, oh, you're a business owner. Oh, you're so successful. It, it should have been so easy or it's so great. It must be so nice. But no one sees the sleepless nights, the stressfulness, the 
OMG, is this going to work? Right. Type moments. Had to take to get to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's your schedule like in the salon now? What kind of schedule are you working with? Um, so I'm by appointment only. I'm typically Monday through Saturday. I usually take one day off during the week as a mental recharge, rebreak before I prep for the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then Sundays are my, my days off as well. I love it. So you're still, you're in there full time then. That's, that's good. Um, so at this point in your career, like what's the most rewarding for you? Like, what do you, what just like lights you up as your favorite part of like what we get to do? I just think it's the, the client report. Um, you know, I know you had, you had Desiree on your podcast as well. And she works alongside me. So it's so great when our clients all come in together and it's one big, either happy hour or girl talk. And we just talk about everything and anything. And it's like an open book in here. Yeah. And our clients are so comfortable in here. And that's what I love. I love that they come in and are like, Brianna, how's it going? And give me a huge hug or now it's an air five, but, um, and vice versa. Like all of us just have so much fun and we're a team in here to where if one of us is kind of feeling down, we're there to uplift each other or find out what we could do to put that smile back on. I love that. That's amazing. So is this your, this is your full-time gig. You're only doing hair now in the salon by appointment only. Is there anything else that you do for fun that is like part part way to like either build maybe something on the side or like what, what are your goals for yourself in the next like five to 10 years with your space? Um, I do definitely want to expand. I think the industry has changed though. I don't think a full 20, 25 chair salon is realistic for my vision. It may have been 10 years ago. Um, so I, I have some ideas up my sleeve, whether I manifest them and they work out in the next couple of years. We'll see. But I love where we're at. I love our space. We're going to give it a little facelift this summer, but um, I think we're going to be here for a while awesome. and it's great. We love it. Hey, you yeah. know, there's a saying that says, don't leave fun for fun. So if something is working, I feel like sometimes we feel like we have to go to the next level. We have to do the next thing. And I, I really like for me personally have realized Sometimes that's not always the best thing to do. If something is really working well, how can you just make it work a little bit better, right? Like versus like fully leaving or thinking you have to go take over the world over here. We do so much as like professionals in the chair holding space for our clients. And like you said, for the other girls in the space, um, sometimes when you try to take on too much and manage all that, sometimes you, I've watched like people lose their love for doing hair, but when you're ready probably to step away from doing behind the chair so much and then open the space, like you're going to have so much um, ex expertise on how to run in each individual person that works for you, you'll be able to build their business up like you've done yours. Yeah. And I feel I've always been the girl or the kid always thinking of the future or five steps or 10 steps ahead. And I never got to enjoy just being in the moment and living for today. Cause I was thinking, okay, today's great, but two years from now, this needs to happen. And, and I was very much now it's kind of like, okay, let's pump the brakes, enjoy the have in front of you. That's going to benefit the road next. Um, so it's kind of as much as I think about the future, I'm still very much trying to live now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So that's very much myself as well. And I feel like a lot of like strong independent women, 
who like you guys in these suites probably think like that. That's, that's one of the hardest things I think is to slow down and really like appreciate where you are now and everything it took for you to get where you are, because what you have right now is what you like prayed and wished for like however many years ago. And here you are living yeah. this dream. And I think yeah. for women like us, we don't always give ourselves a pat on the back. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm here now, but like, I still want to go over there. And it's like, if we can't appreciate where we are, like we're never going to get there or, or we're never yeah. going to appreciate it when we get there either. So I love yeah. that. That's, that's so, so true. I mean, I, in the beginning, like I, obviously you want to succeed and you want to be successful, but the first year is always touch and go right for any business. And so I was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to make it the first year. And then we're, we're coming up on five years now wow. and to really be like, okay, we survived all of these things and we're here to celebrate five years. That's what you need to celebrate. And that's what you need to embrace and enjoy for that moment. I love that. I love that. So yes, congratulations on five years of being open and running a successful business. That's like not for the faint. I feel like people think it's so people think our career is so easy and mind you doing hair that's it is a fun creative job but we yeah. have so much space and do so many things in that like uh, it's like it's so much yeah. I'm sure you don't even get it but um to everyone out there who is running their own business like you are I want to just send you massive love massive kudos and to know that there are so many people out like Brianna who would get in the dms with you chat about business and I think that's one of the things I felt like this 2020 situation kind of did was bring people in our industry together and start conversations. Yes. Um, I mean, what do you hope to see from the beauty industry in San Diego or in, you know, in our neighborhood? Like, I mean, I feel like we, I mean, we definitely took a hit. Um, I think we're coming back stronger than ever. I think it's what every stylist maybe not so many times, <laughs> but we definitely needed that pause and that refresh and that break to get back to the best versions of ourselves, whether it was, you know, reflecting on our own emotions or our own feelings and journaling and meditating and doing whatever our soul needed and craved at that moment is what I feel prepped us to come back stronger than ever. I love that. And what are some things that you do to take care of yourself like that? Like, do you meditate and journal? Do you have any, like, you know, how I always say my non-negotiables. Do you have some things that you do regularly to support yourself? Yeah. So like I said, I'm now I'm giving back to myself. Right. So I definitely journal. Um, I I'm learning to be a better communicator and all relationships. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I definitely meditate and I definitely pray and like, you know, uh, my boyfriend makes funny. He's like, Oh, are we lighting your candles today? And I was like, yes, my candles are my Zen leaf. Yes. <laughs> uh, I also go and get Reiki and done and massage is done. I go to a chiropractor. I try to keep my health as top priority as much as possible. Um, because I mean, you, we want to keep our body in pristine condition and over time the body's going to break down. So it's going to need a little tune up over here now. So I give me, back to myself. Good. That makes me happy to hear that you take care of yourself like that. I feel like sometimes we get into like, oh, we'll do a massage here or there. But with what we do all day long, all the, the physical and just like the mental and everything, like you need to be able to like plug those things in to support yourself. So I'm, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Um, so where can people find you? I know, I know where you are in little Italy and, um, on social media, you have your salon account and then you have your private account, right? Yes. 
So I'm, I think Brianna Beamer 25 is my private account, but it's LYM salon on Instagram. So we post most of the fun things on there. Um, and then we're right off of front and cedar in little Italy. So we're right on the corner in the big Sola salon building and nine out of 10, you'll, you'll see us in here with the big window, just walking by. You guys are in the raddest space ever. I love that space. Yeah, it was definitely a gem. I definitely, uh, sought this out for a couple years because this was definitely taken when I first moved in so when uh one of my girlfriends left she's like hey I'm leaving the studio I called Austin right away and I was like please tell me I'm next in line I want this so badly That's he's cool. like yes it's yours Yay! it's yours finally you won the yeah. lottery <laughs> Oh my God. That's so awesome. Oh, I love chatting with you, Brianna. This was awesome. It makes me so happy to see women like you just thriving in your career. Um, and after our much needed pause from 2020, um, that you're back in action and that life seems to be like kind of back to normal because I feel like that myself too. I'm still behind the chair a couple of days a week and it does feel good. And it's so nice to know how much our clients loved and missed us, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I mean, I have some clients who don't wash their hair at home. They strictly come to the salon a couple of days a week. So when this all happened, they're like, what are we going to do? Wash and, my own hair. And I was like, okay, well, we can FaceTime and I can kind of teach you how to wash your hair at home. Uh, we can stretch out dry shampoo as much as possible, but I'm going to need you to get in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> so codependent. It'll be okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you guys can follow her over on Instagram at LYM Salon. And if you guys love this podcast, give us a little shout out on Instagram, tag us, rate, <laughs> review, tell us what you thought. And as always you know, get out there and inspire some beauty in everyone's life. Take care. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you.